0: In 2002, in the Kandahar province of Afghanistan, a United States Marine Patrol goes missing. A special ops task force is sent out to discover what happened. What they encountered left one dead, and the rest questioning reality. You're listening to the Mysterious Bruce Podcast, and tonight we bring you the case of the Giant of Kandahar.
1: Welcome to a deep, dark, dank, moist basement. And for
0: God's sakes, when's it going to fucking snow, man? Well, supposedly in a couple of weeks. I hope so, especially if I'm back at work. I know, me too. (laughs) It's not raining. First time in three podcasts. Jesus, yeah, that's true. But But we are still in the bowels of Georgia. Yes, and it is
1: 60 degrees outside. (sighs) It's alright, I'd rather that be that way since we're recording than freezing our nuts off in this basement. Because <laughs> it's getting a little cold down here.
0: Well, I mean, I asked, you know, I asked Santos L. Claus for a heater for Christmas. But... Did he come through with you? No, been? hell no he didn't. Bastard. <laughs>
1: uh, this week... Anyway, welcome... We to are... the Mysterious Bruce Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we are tackling the case... Of the Giant of Kandahar.
0: Yep. Well, first of all, we hope everybody had a merry damn Christmas. I know that I did. I had a good one. I got a lot of good stuff. Santa brought me a case of the clap. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. You know I'm to your wife about that. What's Santa Claus bringing you, man? For real. Let's hear about it.
1: Santa Claus brought me one of them caramel pecan pies that my oh. wife makes,
0: and it was delicious. Nice. And a six-pack of beer. A sex pack? Sex damn, pack. that's a special one. Man. It is. Like, uh, man, I got one of them sonic massagers for my, from my, from my bad back, my bad hips, my bad toes. It works like a charm. So hopefully, my jiu jitsu will get a little better because I won't be so damn sore all the time. You could apply some of Aunt Betty's nut butter on it. Okay, I'm going.
1: I'm just going to act like that didn't happen.
0: Yeah, considering I really do have an aunt Betty. You, you, <laughs> I did too.
1: <laughs> she passed away a couple weeks ago. But anyway, wow. uh, tonight we have procured, and this I guess would be my Christmas present. <laughs> Where you get the butter? <laughs> that's it is. That's awful. Uh, Kylie, sorry, <laughs> come through for my Christmas gift and had. Uh, procured a fine brew pub in Georgia. They had made a double IPA and it was called One Giant Leap.
0: And that's by Cherry Street. Yes. In Cumming, Georgia where my lovely wife is from. This is a
1: man's beer. It's 10% ABV.
0: (laughs) Let me tell you. Funny story about coming Georgia is in Forsyth County okay and in Forsyth County at one time they have a bunch of high schools in Forsyth County yeah my wife graduated from Forsyth Central High School in Forsyth County and of the high schools they have North Versailles, South Versailles, West Versaith Forsyth Central and Lambert they got lots of high schools like up there. What the hell happened to East Versailles, though? <laughs> you had a pattern.
1: Ah, fuck it. Like I said, this is the Cherry Street. One giant leap. Man's bear. Man's bear is 10% ABB. Now
0: you're a male. A <laughs> oh, male, 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 This is
1: a little hefty on the, on the old... Uh,
0: now you're a male.
1: But <laughs> we hope that everyone had a... Joyous Christmas, and let's jump in both feet. So, like Coach said in the opening, this is shrouded in mystery, and depending on what research you have, what research you do, one thing that is common in all the research is they reference the Snopes article, and that kind of. See, just, well,
0: hold on, wait. Is it Snoops or is it Snopes? Because I've heard, everyone I've heard it it's pronounced Snoops, but it smelled smelled spelled Snopes. I, I don't get I don't it. know. Who gives a Who shit? Who gives a shit?
1: But, potato, potato, <laughs> it goes over basically the facts of the case. And that is just the barebone bone facts. Now, there is a article that I found that... Is on collective evolution, and they state just like Coach said that in 2002, in a very remote area of Afghanistan, there was a special forces patrol that was dispatched to search and for a search and rescue mission. One soldier on that patrol described what he saw coming around the side of a
0: mountain. Yeah, what happened was a marine patrol went missing, and they send out another to find it, and they end up on what well, like a goat path, you know, just like an old little trail, going up a going up a mountain, and they encounter a cave. And at the entrance to this cave, they're gonna they're gonna find a comm system, you know, that one of the soldiers had, and it was smashed. So they're automatically gonna be thinking ambush, Taliban or whatever. That's not what comes out of this cave. What comes out of this cave is described as a 12 to 15 foot tall monster. Monster. Red hair, down to his below his shoulders, beard, gigantic creature.
1: The guy that was describing it said that they were, um, as they come around the corner, you can see the opening to the cave. And then I saw a lot of rocks, which is another oddity. And then bone matter. I'm not close enough to identify what kind of bones, but I did see what I knew to be a piece of our communications equipment. So we're instantly thinking ambush, maybe an animal. And there was enough room in front of the cave that we could do uh, a dispersal tactic in case of an ambush. And that's when, like you said, this monster of a man comes out 12 to 15 foot high scarlet red hair and one of the platoon members named in this article he's named Dan runs at him and starts shooting and says while Dan is moving at him another brother of mine is laying down fire and I start firing he skewers Dan
0: yeah he comes out he's he's holding a pike yeah which is basically a spear type instrument that you necess, don't necessarily throw. Think of, like, the Beefeater gin, uh, the guys on that. Um, They they carry a pike on there.
1: And this guy kind of references to the uh, North Hollywood shootout. They start just laying down fire, and it's this guy's just, this giant is just still coming, and they all start yelling, shoot him in the face, shoot him in the face. He's taking multiple, multiple hits. But eventually, the uh, giant is killed, Dan has been killed as well, and it's at that time the rescue mission patrol was visited by a helicopter. And this helicopter dropped some cargo netting, and they were told to bundle up the giant in the netting. And as soon as they were done with that, a larger helicopter came in, dropped a hook, and carried the giant off. Now, this is in Afghanistan, and this is a 12 to, foot, 12 to 15 foot giant fair-skinned man with scarlet red hair. And the other oddity was, he had six fingers on each hand and six toes on each foot. Strange. Indeed. So every platoon member submits their after-action report. Soldiers recount what happened. They go to submit it. Top brass walks in and says, Nope, you need to rewrite this and remove any mention of a giant. And so I know everybody's bullshit meter is probably going haywire right now, but there are some corroborating testimony to this particular tale. Now, there is a man that is known as Stephen Quayle, and he actually called in to the radio show Coast to Coast.
0: Yeah, Coast to Coast AM, which... That's some OG true crime, mysterious... uh paranormal podcast like it's a radio show it's been on the air for years and years and years
1: now the other uh, article I found said that uh, not only did he have the giant have six digits on his hands and feet he also had a double row of teeth that is very odd so Stephen Quayle calls in he recounts basically the story that we just told and and He says that he adds to the fact that the squad could not take the giant down, and so they wound up everyone emptying their magazines into this giant's face for approximately 20 seconds straight. Uh, He goes on and corroborates that uh, the giant was taken by helicopter in a large cargo net, and then it was transferred to a secret location in the U.S. for study.
0: According to the Coast to Coast AEM, they um, actually are going to transport it to Wright-Patterson Air Force Base in Ohio, which, if you are familiar with the secret underground doings of our government, you know that that is now where all the paranormal, extraterrestrial whatnots go to. It's It's essentially Area 51. But for real. For really. For really real. Because as we know, nothing really happens at Area 51 anymore. No. So. Except probably testing of (laughs)
1: stealth jets. Probably, yeah. And probably some dogfights. Simulated dogfights.
0: Like Michael Vick style?
1: No, not backyard (laughs) (laughs) dogfights. Like maverick dogfights.
0: Oh, Um, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 Okay, so. Quail says that the soldiers actually go and search the cave, and they had come around a gigantic set of human remains.
0: Well, not only that, but they're also going to find piles of normal-sized human remains. Like, essentially...
1: This giant's been eating men. This,
0: yeah, he's a he's. I wouldn't want to say cannibal because I don't think he's a human, but he is definitely a man eating.
1: He's a man eater.
0: Yeah, correct. Like... <laughs> <laughs>
1: they say that the giant weighed approximately 500 kilograms, which, in layman's don't don't do that. U.S.
0: Don't. Th- this is the United States of America. Sorry. Don't use kilograms. Okay, so there's, this, two, there's two types of countries in this world. Those who have been to the moon? No, god damn it! don't say it like that. That's the punchline. You will say the punchline first. <laughs> those. <laughs> Jesus. Those that use the metric system and those that have been to the moon. <laughs> I bet we
1: didn't uh, calculate it in centimeters.
0: Well, it's approximately... 1,100 pounds yes. is a half a ton. Yes. Because according to the pilot that is interviewed on Coast to Coast AM, that he knows there's approximately about 500 pounds worth of equipment using to tow the creature, the pallet, the netting, the, the the wires and all that. And he, he testified that, uh, well, not testified under oath, but he made the claim that it was approximately 1,100 pounds, which... That's a big. That's Sasquatch. That's a big size. sumbitch. Yeah.
1: Hell, that's bigger than Sasquatch. Yeah, because they say he goes, what, eight, nine hundred pounds. Yeah, man. So it was told to Marzuli that this giant smelt like a man who hadn't showered in 10 years. It was a terrible stench of musk and
0: dirt. Yeah, like it was described as like worse than a skunk, worse than a dead body. Yeah. Like just.
1: Said that the giant wore a canvas or animal hide. Uh, Type sandals to protect his feet like some sort of moccasins and they reference that this was in the cave i guess that's known as the cave area of kandahar so Marzuli states that he had tracked down a witness and he's going to call him the shooter
0: now just to insert myself here for a second to, to let everybody know who L. A. Marzulli is, he is UFO researcher, investigator, author, and lecturer. But he's trying to tie. Basically, he's using trying to use giants, aliens, and all these things to prove that the Bible is accurate and truthful, 100% truthful. That's the type, and he sells DVDs, he sells books, he sells pretty much everything you could think of. So that's who L.A. Marzulli is. He makes a living talking about this sort of stuff.
1: He said that the shooter had basically been interviewed by him three times on the phone and at different times so that he could check the discrepancies in his story. He couldn't find any, and eventually he convinced the shooter to meet him face-to-face. And so on one of his trips to meet the shooter, Marzulli actually finds out that his driver, who was a former military serviceman that had served in Afghanistan a few, le- a few years later after the event, and they and Marzuli names him codenamed Mr. D. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, <laughs> that
0: was my nickname in high school. Yeah.
1: Mr. Little D or just D?
0: No, D is in grades. Okay, I got you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but Mr. D says that. When we came back to base, we could hear our colleagues talk about a unit that had found and killed a person inside or at the entrance of a cave. First, I didn't think much about it, but then I've heard that the, that the man that was killed in the, at the cave was three times that of a human being, and that he had more fingers and toes than a normal man, that he had red hair, and that a special unit was looking for him. So in Marzulli's documentary, The Watcher's Ten, Marzuli shows an iron tip weighing about 12 pounds attached to a pole to make a spear, and he shows that it is extremely difficult to maneuver. He states that the tip was found in Michigan and given to an Indian chief of the reservation, but it is the same object that the shooter claims to have seen in the hands of the giant of Kandahar during the attack, the same iron tip that killed his colleague. And so I know that was a little confusing to begin with, but basically, the giant is not just tied to Afghanistan. There have been rumors of Native Americans burying giants of their tribes throughout history. Also in the video, the shooter is introduced just as a worker. He confirms that he was serving in Afghanistan in 2002 and that his unit had been called for a rescuing mission of another unit that had gone missing in a remote area. So remote, he says, that they had to get there via air with a roughly five mile. But the shooter's unit is deployed on the crest of a plateau, which was marked as one of the checkpoints where the missing unit should have reported their position. The soldiers were wondering what could have happened to the unit. They thought of an ambush, but that sounded weird because even in the case of an ambush, there's always time to send a message to the base. In this case, no distress call had arrived. No signal had been sent. So this rescue unit is on the ground. They're searching for tracks, all the while descending down, like Coach said, a goat path. And they see, as they come around a curve, a huge entrance to a cave. He says, the shooter says, that that is another, this cave is another oddity in the area because most caves are just cut into the side of the hill. But this one had huge boulders in front of it and with huge rocks surrounding both sides of the opening. The shooter then states that the path actually leads them so that they're actually standing on a lower level looking at a vertical wall of rocks, and then the opening of the cave. And it's at that point that the giant comes out. The shooter says it was a monster, red beard, scarlet, red, long hair covering his shoulders. And Dan runs towards him, firing his weapon. And that's when he is impaled.
0: Yeah, when he's taught, when, um, is actually talking to the the quote-unquote shooter. He claims that during the three phone calls, that uh, every time he gets to this part of the story, he like becomes almost inconsolable. One of the phone calls, at this point, he actually hangs up on him. He can't talk about this part. Because, I mean, he, if true, literally saw one of his uh, companions die at the hands of a fucking giant.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: How the fuck you think you're going to react? So that was part of the reason why Marzulli claims that uh this the shooter was very um was, genuine. Yeah, genuine makes, making him a credible witness. Credible, that's the word I'm looking for. There, Good lord. But yeah, making him a credible witness because he actually uh tears up to the point of he can't speak. And the shooter says
1: that this unit had an M4. All were equipped with the standard M4, which is the military version of the AR-15, and that's not assault rifle. Oh, my God. Here we
0: go. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. As we know, though, if you're pissy about guns, don't get an AR-15. Get an AR-10. Because it's, it's five, five less. <laughs> It's five less ARs. It's That's right. Five, so that means it's much safer.
1: <laughs> but basically, they're also in bedded with a sniper who carries a recon carbine, which is a three oh eight or a 762. And the big boy in the unit, someone's carrying a .50 cal. Mm. And so all of this firepower unleashed on this giant, and it says the shooter says it takes around 30 seconds to kill him. 30 seconds is a hell of a long time in a firefight. Now, Marzulli states on George Norrie's Coast to Coast AM show that the creature weighed 1,100 pounds. It was between 10 to 15 feet tall. It was killed basically by extreme gunfire to the face. Before dying... It attacked and killed one of the unit members. It was a very, very bizarre story. It sounds like the tale of the Nephilim straight from the Bible. And we must assume that the giant must not be alone. It can't be the only one living on this planet. There must be others somewhere out there. Maybe he had a mate or children. Who knows? It was unfortunate that the giant attacked our soldiers instead of having a peaceful approach. But I guess that such reaction had to do with the territory. And we will, there are, like, illustrations during Marzulli's video, and we'll post screenshots of that that kind of show the sheer wall and then the opening of the cave. In the Coast to Coast show, George Norrie asks how many men were in the transport team inside the C-130, and the pilot of the C-130 says six men. The pilot states that the giant had been brought to them by Chinook helicopters. And those are the big troop carriers, double rotors, big boys in the mountain areas of Afghanistan. So Marzuli states that his driver, which we referred to and Marzuli refers to as Mr. D, he had uh, not only heard about the John of Kandahar, but he states without hesitation that his idea is that if things go exactly as the Bible says, the military doesn't want anything to do with it, and that's why they've squashed it.
0: Well, let me, well, I'm sure we'll talk about it in a little bit, but my question would be why, why if, if you could prove the Bible's correct, why would anyone give a shit to not do it?
1: Oh, I don't know. I, that's one there, of the there's biggest... a huge
0: conspiracy. That there's just a cover up. That's why they're saying the world's round is because they don't. NASA don't want you to know that the Bible's real. Why? Yeah. If you could honestly, factually prove that a God exists, why wouldn't you? Yeah. Mister D goes on to state that it'd make me sleep better, not just yeah. saying. Go ahead.
1: He stresses how the story of the John of Kandahar was something that all military knew and took them as something that really happened. When Mr. D went back to the U.S. after his service had ended in Afghanistan, he met other military who had served elsewhere, and they had heard about it. In the beginning, you think it must be a joke, it must be a hoax, but when things start going, start to go down a certain way, when you keep hearing about the story, you realize that it's not a joke. They keep They kept on telling us to point our weapons up high. Normally this means two shots in the body, one in the head. But they told us to point them always to the head of a man and then a little higher. And we wondered why they wanted us to shoot above a man's head. This is supposedly what Mr. D told Marsuli. The killing of the giant supposedly took place in 2002. Mr. D was serving in Afghanistan in 2005. So, Marzulli goes on to state, If one has to make up a story for some unknown reason, why creating a creature identical to the Nephilim as described in the Bible? Why go down the road that the United States government avoids in order to keep the people from knowing? Mr. D states, that such a fake story wouldn't make any sense. During his active service in Afghanistan, he witnessed things that he has never been able to explain, such as lights in the sky during a shooting and orbs or tennis ball-sized spheres that flew around making strange sounds. He was also stationed in Iraq near Hadif Dam area when he was on duty in underground prisons below the dam He tells how the prisoners kept on screaming about a terrible feeling that haunted the place. Later, Mr. D read the Bible and learned that an angel had been chained in that very place on the Euphrates River, specifically in the book of Revelation. And he gives the chapter and verse, which was chapter 9, verses 14 and 15, saying, To the sixth angel, which had the trumpet, loose the four angels' which are bound in the great river Euphrates, and the four angels were loosed, which were prepared for an hour and a day and a month and a year, for to slay the third part of men. So rumors had floated around the Hadith Dam prison that the guards would draw straws to choose who had to go down there to get the prisoners to escort them back up. Nobody wanted to go down there. Mr. D states that there were rumors upon the existence of giants came also from the locals. That doesn't make any sense. Fuck. That's just a mouthful of shit. <laughs> this Whoever wrote this needs their ass beat. So, again, whoever wrote this is a damn Fool. But anyway, according to this article, Mr. D states that the locals talked about cannibal monsters dwelling inside of caves. So the sol- U.S. soldiers compared the local stories to that of the American Bigfoot. But I've not heard of a 12- to 15-foot tall
0: red-headed Bigfoot. Well, not one that wears... Uh... Loin cloths? has canvas shoes, and has a fucking pike. Okay. A pike. A pike. I just like that word. It is. It's a good, it good word. It is a good word. Alright, so here we go. So, what there... Mean, here we go. We weren't recording?
1: No, we are recording. <laughs> so, Mr. Marzuli states that there are three different witnesses who do not know each other. There is the original caller to Coast to Coast AM, Stephen Quayle's witness. There's Marzuli's witness, the shooter, and Marzuli's witness, his driver, Mr. D. They all report the same event. Mr. D had no idea that the sh- shooter had been interviewed. All Marzuli was stating was that he was doing research on the giant of Kandahar. The most interesting thing about the most interesting thing about Mr. D is the type of training he was given in case of a firefight inside a cave. The background for that training was that the Afghani rebels hid in caves and that if a shootout occurred in there, the US military had to point their weapon above the head of an adult male after firing the first bullet at head level. Who were they targeting? Some people state that they were actually targeting the Nephilim. And these are the giants of the Bible. So if you reference the Snopes article, or Snoops, however you want to pronounce it. I really uh, don't know. I want to know. (laughs) The whole story is false. And the reason, the proof they give, is a Department of Defense spokesperson told us that they have no such record of an incident. We do not have any record or information about a special forces member killed by a giant in Kandahar. So I'm not really going to take on the fact that they found a defense department spokesperson to tell them that nobody was killed by a giant in Kandahar. What the fuck did they think? They were just going, yep, you got us. (laughs) One of them them fuckers over there got killed by this giant of a red-headed man.
0: Here we go. (laughs) Uh,
1: (laughs) uh, Some people just fucking kill me. But anyway. So let's get into who or where this giant of Kandahar came from. And this is the Nephilim of the Bible, and it is widely researched. If you research giants in America, giant men or giant bones, that kind of stuff, there is a town in northern Wales, and I'm not even about to try to pronounce this name. I will just spell it for you. It's L-L-A-N-D-U-D-N-O. It is a coastal village with a very old copper mine. It is located roughly about 300 yards above the Irish Sea. and is known as the place or the Great Orm Copper Mine. More than 2,500 hammers have been found inside this mine, all dating back to the Bronze Age. And for those of you that don't know when that was, that was about 3,500 years ago. It is believed that the tunnels inside the mine are several miles long, although only six have been explored so far. It is known with certainty that there exist nine subterranean levels, and more than 1,700 tons of copper have been extracted. This is an extremely incredible feat if you think back that they were only using copper and uh, bronze tools. Now, I tell you that story to tell you this story. The heaviest hammer that men use today weighs roughly about 18 pounds. But the most used are roughly 10 pounds. Now, let's imagine to enlarge a 20 pound hammer of 300%, you would need to obtain a tool or a hammer that weighed close to 55 pounds which to be maneuvered and we're just talking about the head of the hammer so if we're going to swing this son of a gun you're going to have to have a handle that's close to three yards long now there was a 90 pound hammer found at the orm mine by archaeologists a 90-pound hammer in a copper mine from the Bronze Age. I can't stress this enough. So, to put this in perspective, a man capable of just lifting the hammer, let alone using it, would have to be between 13 and 16 feet tall. So, this is where the Nephilim come into play. And for those of you that are not abreast to the definition of who the Nephilim were, they basically were the sons of fallen angels and the daughters of man.
0: and supposedly that's the reason, one of the main reasons why God decided to flood earth was to rid uh, rid the earth of these Nephilim. Um, Goliath was supposedly one of these Nephilim.
1: Now there are Sumerian texts, Egyptian release. There are megalithic structures scattered all over the world, from South America to Egypt to the Middle East to the British Isles to the Pacific Ocean, Easter Islands. That have clues that support the theory that there were a race of giants that existed on. We don't even Earth. have.
0: We don't even have to go that far and talk about this. Easter Island. No, there isn't. Egypt. Is an we, North America. North America. Yeah. We can talk about Georgia. <clears throat> mm, excuse me. New York Times article, April 5th, 1886. Monster skulls and bones. In Cartersville, Georgia, on April 4th, the water has receded from the Etowah Mound field and has left uncovered acres of skulls and bones. Some of these are gigantic. If the whole frame is proportioned to two thigh bones that were found, the owners of these bones stood at 14 feet high. Many curious ornaments of shell, brass, and stone have been found. Some of the bodies were buried in small vaults built of stone. The whole Makes a Mine of Archaeological Wealth. A representative of the Smithsonian, Smithsonian Institute is here investigating the curious relics.
1: And there was a History Channel series uh, maybe five or six years ago where there's two stonemason brothers from Boston. Yeah, in Search of May- Giants. Yeah.
0: yeah, I watched that whole series.
1: And towards the end of that series, they had talked about... They felt like the Native American burial mounds were designed around a giant tribe member in the center, being buried in the center, and then all of the other tribe being buried around them in the mound. And they had done a lot of research on that aspects of the Native American burial mounds. Now, now to go one step further, From your article, there was an article dated out of the Franklin, Kentucky Times that states, May 1841, several skeletons are dug out from a farm's field. One of them was of outstanding dimensions at least twice the size of an adult male. They reference Joe Davies County, Illinois. A series of burial mounds were opened after several years of excavations and a pit is found at the center that had to be dug about 35 inches below the original ground level. The bones found in this pit belonged to a race of a giant stature. The skeleton had been buried in a sitting position with its legs stretched towards the center. There was also an t- article from the Kanawha Valley in West Virginia. A skeleton of a man of at least nine feet tall has been found. In roughly 1900, the American Archaeology Society draws a political line of a total denial of such existence of giant
0: humans. Now, we can get... This is uh, completely different. I mean, it's certainly related. Let's not say that. But it's a whole conspiracy theory that the Smithsonian Institute is in an active cover-up of giants. Yes, that
1: and that is a huge rabbit hole. If you want to chase that, there yeah, I mean, are that is everywhere. Gigantic,
0: but yeah, that for whatever reason the Smithsonian Institute is hell bent and determined to not allow the Bible to be proven correct. Which again, I don't understand that, but okay, whatever. But yeah, there's so many people that believe that a that dinosaurs didn't exist. B, the Bible was 1,000% accurate, and the Smithsonian is actively trying to cover it up. And they faked the dinosaurs, they faked the moon landing, and they faked everything to make you think that God isn't real. For what purpose? I don't know. But, yeah. I talked
1: with a guy that didn't think we went to the moon, but we tried to explain to him Tang. How did we come up with Tang?
0: Tang? Yeah.
1: Like the, uh... Powdered? What
0: about Tang? Is that some sort of conspiracy on Tang?
1: No. (laughs) Did you know that Tang was invented because the astronauts had to have something other than water to drink?
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely.
1: (laughs) So we tell him all the time, if we didn't go to the moon, we wouldn't have Tang. He used to get pissed. God, he used to get pissed. (laughs) Oh. But anyway, there are several, several articles out there that basically recount everything that we've gone over. We will put links on our social media. To some of the better uh, YouTube videos. There is a actual YouTube video of Marzulli interviewing the shooter. Um, I don't know. I want to believe. I think if there were more publicized accounts of other giants being found, it would make it more credible. L.A. Marzuli has actually republished this entire research that he did on the giant of Kandahar. And he republished this uh, towards the end of July of 2018. We'll put a link to that as well on our social media. It has some of the stills from his YouTube video. It has all of his videos if you're interested in L.A. Marzuli. It has the Watchmen Chronicles, uh, Watchers one through ten, all of it. So if you're interested in this, we highly recommend looking into it. And there's also you can find the original Stephen Quayle Coast to Coast
0: AM episode on YouTube. There's a YouTube link. It's a I, we'll have to post it on our social media because it's a it is a weird link. It's you can't just look. You can't just type in that and find it. It's like, actually, I'll, let me read it out to you. It's it, The YouTube channel is called Abrahamic Faith. And the title of the video is Nephilim Giant of Kandahar, Afghanistan. And about somewhere right in the middle of it is actually going to show the play the whole interview of uh, from Coast to Coast AM. I'll I listen to it on the way home, as a matter of fact.
1: There is a um, a better website that has a lot more links and things about this on uh, sasquatchobservations.blogspot.com. And this was in October of 2018. They did a real good job on it. We'll put a link to that as well. So if you follow us on social media, don't don't be surprised for four or five different posts out there on different things with this story. Now we get into our theories, or I guess our points of of view on this. I personally believe that this is true in the sense of, and I I guess my thing is I tie this to, and you can research this if you want to, after the Mount St. Helens explosion, the military came in and there are numerous tales of helicopters transporting burned sasquatches off the mountain yeah i have read that and it's uh and there are a lot of people that didn't know each other kind of like this story there's several corroborating witnesses that have, that don't travel in the same circles that that tell the same story of helicopters coming in and out transporting burned sasquatch victims from that explosion kind of like these three gentlemen that have no idea of each other out there and i think that really the tying the the glue from this whole thing would be the testimony of mr d him stating that he was in country three years after this supposedly went down and that it was still being talked about amongst the soldiers in country so Well, there's a lot of ancient stuff that's over there in in that area. Afghanistan, Iraq, you know, the cradle of civilization, basically. There's some odd, odd things over there. And there's a lot of historical things over there that, you know, why not? I want to believe it. So, until you can prove otherwise, I'm going to believe it. By God.
0: Now, we both know a gentleman that was supposedly Wait, over there. Yeah, so I don't take things just by the word. Uh, so I did a little bit of research on my own. And not supposedly over there. It's a fact. This man was over there. He was a staff sergeant in Afghan while he was stationed in Af- Afghanistan. You got one of them new tongues, too. Yeah, I do, too. I it's, it's, it got it for Christmas. <laughs> he, his final rank once he left the army was CW2 or Chief Warrant Officer 2 and he was stationed in Kandahar in the Kandahar province around this time so he happens to be a black belt in Jiu Jitsu happens to be one of my main professors so I get to talk to this man a whole lot and uh, I asked him straight out I said come on man tell me the truth Tell me about the giant. I know you know. And he said, Sir, he said man, I got to tell you, the truth is, there was no fucking giant. It's all bullshit. And truth be told, that's exactly what somebody would say if they fucking knew that it was real. So I don't believe him for a second. He's part of the government, man. You can't the... believe that son yeah. of a bitch. Because I also, I work with a Marine, and I also train with a Marine. I train with a couple of Marines. Do they really eat crayons? Because that's what I've heard. Uh, I believe if you ask any of the ones I'm talking about, they probably stick crayon directly up your ass. <laughs> so tread lightly when you ask. No, I know a
1: couple of guys that are Marines. I that's know, why I get one. I know. Want. Hell
0: yeah. simplify. Uh But the Marine I work with, and one of the three or four Marines that I train with, so two separate Marines have con- uh, confirmed this story. Now... Are they fucking with me? Maybe. Maybe. Maybe not. But there's always a maybe not. Now, the guy that was in the army fucks with me non-stop. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm saying...
1: <laughs> as as I guess I go back to the fact that it, the way it sounds from some of these testimonies that we went over is that it was kind of commonplace if you were stationed
0: in Kandahar to hear about this. Here's my theory. I want this to be true. I believe this to be true. But in order for this to be true there has to be a population of these giants. It can't just be that one motherfucker. There has to be a small but not too small population of these things running around in cave system in Afghanistan or wherever the fuck and there's just not really any proof of that. There's no there's no other sightings of these things that have came out
1: since this story. Since this story yeah.
0: or in my research I couldn't find anything before. Before yeah. for you know, within a hundred years.
1: The so- one thing that kind of trips my bullshit meter is that is the fact we're talking about a giant of Candleheart not? and he's redheaded <laughs> no. the fact that like you said there's nothing before or at since this episode of the giant of Kandahar but also at no time do any of the witnesses state that members of the team went into that cave to search the cave I'm not saying that I would have. There's no way in fucking hell if this is true that we just shot this 12 to 15 foot giant. I'm not about to go into his lair thinking, well, hell, he may have a wife that's in there extremely pissed off. <laughs> or a kid that's going to be on you like a spider monkey.
0: <laughs> like maybe, yeah, maybe she just expected him to go. Maybe out.
1: she was like, yeah, go stick that some of a bitch with that spear. See what you get. Yeah.
0: She's expecting dinner.
1: I will go 75-25.
0: 75 for true? Yeah. Wow. Dang. I can't, I mean, as much as I just.
1: You going 60-40 or 50-50?
0: Man, I like, like I, I think I've described myself before on here as a skeptical optimist. I want all of these things to be true, but I just don't believe them. I'm going to give it 40% possible.
1: So you're going 40-60? 40-60. Well, you just destroyed my 75 20 Because I think, you
0: know, if this was so widely known, I think my buddy would have told me by now. I think he would have. Or maybe he's just sitting back laughing his, his bald ass off because.
1: He knows it's true. He knows it's true. And
0: he won't confirm it. And he won't confirm it because I, would, I, I wouldn't put that past him either.
1: So recommendations for the week. I'm just going to recommend that you go out and do your own research. Research the Nephilim. Research L.A. Marzuli. Research the Giant of Kandahar. We will be posting several links on our social media. So please reach out. Do your own research. Let us know what you think. You know, let us know if you're on Team Arlo 7525 or if you're on Team Coach 4060. Mini Me has called bullshit on the whole thing, but no one gives a shit about what he thinks. Exactly. Got any recommendations there, Slappy? I'm gonna recommend
0: a YouTube page called Top Five Unknowns.
1: Is it a countdown?
0: It is. <laughs> I may have, I may have. I'm losing track of who I've re- uh, recommended and who I haven't. But I've already got it penciled in for later tonight i'm gonna uh watch their latest video called five scary last videos before they vanished and i'm planning on poaching somebody off that list i don't even know who's on it but i'm gonna poach them
1: with that this will probably air this will be the first episode to air in 2020
0: which will be the year of hindsight
1: And so we wish all of you a happy new year. (laughs) Hope all of your new year's resolutions come true. Hope you don't freeze your ass off. But I also hope that we get some snow in Georgia.
0: Listen, if you're looking for a new year's resolution and you want to have a new year, new me, let me be the first one to recommend jujitsu. Man, it is amazing. You get in better shape. You meet good friends. You get to network, all these things. Plus, you get to learn how to simulate murder. It's amazing. Just give it a try. That's my recommendation. I changed my recommendation.
1: You changed your recommendation? He's lying, folks. He's still gonna give y'all a countdown YouTube video. It don't matter.
0: Don't let me start recommending jujitsu YouTube pages. <laughs> that's half my. That's half my subscription, man.
1: Oh, me. All right. Anything else? Uh, deuces.